0: tonno terrible boys <laughs> well, that really came out of i feel good? like for our listeners that don't enjoy their ears being popped um, they probably aren't going to enjoy that but for for me i'm a person that when i take a flight my ears need to pop and oh, that, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was that was the perfect cadence
1: mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> that's what I was going
0: for yeah so, well, so thank, luck, thank you thank you josh
1: if you're not wanting to be surprised by loud noise in your podcast, you need to do what I do, which is before I listen to any podcast, I get the raw data and I open it up in a sound editing. <laughs> I get
0: um, I get the, so CS, I the it, CSV I look at the CSV visual
1: of the ups and downs, and I can tell how loud it's gonna be. And then I play an accordion. Can you
0: imagine if you actually did that, Josh? No. <laughs> oh my god! No, that I listen to
1: that... a lot of podcasts, Pete.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It would be uh, economically and It'd be, it'd be unfeasible. It'd be less than feasible, Pete.
0: Yeah. Um, what are you listening to
1: at the gym? You go on music, you go on podcasts.
0: I actually, so I hit the gym twice this weekend. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I, I went out. Uh, my, sis, my sister had a birthday and we had karaoke. And I go out to the this bar and I'm like, wow, people are in really good shape and I am not. So oh, goodness. I, <laughs> <laughs> So I go to the gym and then I forget my headphones. And wow, I. This like mentality of um, having everything in subtitles really doesn't help when you're running. Like running no. and then trying to read subtitles yeah, below yeah, it. Yeah, it's less than is, ideal. It's not a good time.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: But typically, I either just listen to po, po boys oh, and then no. i then, and then i make mental notes of things to tell you but i don't have the confidence to okay uh, good, good yeah 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 we'll get there, we'll, we'll get there someday okay. and um then i just i have a playlist if you don't have the
1: confidence at the gym you're never gonna get it well, i mean that should I be mean, when your confidence is at its peak
0: there's a thing called liquid courage but we're a safe for work oh, podcast true. so we're right. not going to get into that and we're actually going to be seeing each other the next episode. Is Sounds going like to be, it. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. yeah, the next episode, probably the next three episodes, if we're being perfectly honest. Oh, boy. I don't well, know. No, There'll no, be what, other
1: people there. I don't know if I want to subjugate <laughs> them to us recording for three hours.
0: Um, yeah, we're going to have a live cast.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, though, at a bare minimum that I want... I'm having a party, and i think at a bare minimum I just want to get uh, a clip of everyone at the party cheering. Uh-huh. And then, um, we can fake like it was a live episode. Just by, at the beginning, we put in audio of everybody cheering, and then we go, like, shut up! And then they're quiet, and then we put in the episode. And then at the end, we go, that's been our show! And then we get another clip of everybody cheering, woo! And we say live. And um, we make it sound like a lot of people. I think there will be more people at the party than downloaded our last episode, so... The audio of that many people applauding should maybe boost our numbers, maybe, you know, well, trick people into thinking, um, we got a lot of listeners.
0: If there's one thing that we are very good at, it's tricking people into listening to this sh- podcast. Like our big interview yeah, that we kept yeah. teasing for like a month. <laughs> that
1: was really a, people was
0: a good re- one. I've had at least five or six people walk up to me and be like, you got me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there was, um lot of close friends and family over the holidays through some clever um, CSS, um, um, LimeWire, um, Lennox hacking, slicing, that I was able to fool into thinking that our show was season four of Serial. <laughs> and so that got us another few listens. That was a uh-huh. definitely an all-timer in terms of clowning folks into listening to our show. I mean if nope. our show has to be um like the bucket of ice water that gets dumped on somebody in prank, you know, as long as somebody's listening, you know.
0: <laughs> as long as people are downloading and yeah, like our, our numbers be, continue to go up, up. Rick
1: Astley, then, you know, whatever. You're still listening. We still got you. Like jokes on you.
0: Yeah, you're listening to our content.
1: Yeah. Right now you are. Like got you. <sighs>
0: Congratulations. I'm Pete.
1: I'm Josh. And this is Tano Boys, a Poe Boys production.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm curious. So, I mean, we're going to be able to do probably something else on top of that when we see each other next week. Hopefully.
1: I don't make any promises yet. It depends on how many people are coming early and things like that. But yeah, yeah, we'll definitely... Be well,
0: it's just gonna be awkward for those people who, Like they are coming early, because we're definitely <laughs> 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 It's
1: true, I mean, it is my special weekend, I can do whatever I want, I'm in charge so, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, another thing too is, all of our interactions are transactional to the max mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, we're seeing each other Oh, thank God, we only have to edit one episode
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a friend who, like, really wants to uh, be on the podcast and hasn't been yet, and I just keep telling him, like Do you think that the people we've had on our podcast got on our podcast because they (laughs) wanted to? No. They're just collateral damage. They made the mistake of living a life that put them in the same room with you and I. And when we are in a room together, we are going to record this podcast, whether they like it or not. Whether that means not finding out that they're a guest on the podcast until the podcast is recording or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we had um, Herbert on mm-hmm that was made the
1: mistake of going to Baltimore comic-con with me yeah
0: <laughs> bring it coming over to my apartment and then yep. Man, that was for, early days. and then forcing him to have a conversation about a show that he did not watch
1: nor did he see the trailer for
0: <laughs> that was pretty good and then um Cody our finance yep. guy uh um, yep. he yep. Had, that was actually a stronger episode than I had thought
1: I hate to say it but people told me that was a good one
0: yeah I mean, that
1: was really where my interview style came into its own.
0: He's he's very busy right now with our offshore accounts. Cody, our finance guy, because of what's happening yeah. with COVID.
1: We're making some big yeah, we're making some big fiscal moves. What with interest rates being cut and things like this.
0: Another um, thing too is, so as you know, we're swole boys, and um, something that my father taught me long ago is, invest in what you purchase. And when we started this LLC, one thing that I convinced Josh and then Cody and went out and got is he got wet wipes because we would go to the <laughs> gym and then we'd have to wet wipe everything down. So I was using these wet wipes, you know, three, four in a given gym session. Your gym I'm, has
1: wet wipes?
0: Um Yeah. So I was I wow. was using so I was using those a lot and so, you know, a big part of our portfolio is in wet wipes, but wet wipes, w- yeah. with all of this situation where there's this huge shortage, people are buying blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean we're profiting um hand over fist, but we're also trying yeah. to um give back to the community as well. So we're trying to make ourselves available. And at the stakeholder meetings that the wet wipes companies are having, we're saying, listen, people before profits, you know uh mm-hmm. this is for the fans this show's before the fans, but people before profits, so we're you know, trying to get as many white, wet, wet wipes out as possible. We're um, taking a loss in our own profits so that mm-hmm. you, the listeners, uh, can be safe out there.
1: Yeah, keep it wet. And I have three things to say about that. Um, we are very clever with our finances, so yes, we did invest heavily in wet wipes. And also, to kind of bolster our return on profits from that investment. We also invested heavily in Buffalo (laughs) chicken. Um, And that dual Mm -hmm. investment. Yeah. uh, It's just a snake eating its own tail. It's just it in a good way. It's, it's great. It's paid paid off real well.
0: And that's, that's Um, because um, one of Josh's famous parties, people brought um, Buffalo chicken dip left and right. And mm -hmm, we realized mm -hmm. that this is a go-to product that people mm -hmm. bring. And, Invest in what you purchase. All right. If, well, yeah. And if, you know, if you're going you to learn anything from this, fingers
1: you're going to need a wet wipe.
0: If you're going to learn anything from this episode of Poe Boys today, it's not how to spell Kira Deck, it's these sound financial decisions that we're telling mm-hmm. you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing, mm, what are we going here? Your gym has wet wipes. My gym just has paper towels and then a spray bottle.
0: Oh, yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, sucks. so, like,
1: if the machine's sweaty after you use it, uh-huh. and then, you know, you want to be a good guy and you wipe it down, but then, you know, if you use a spray on the paper towel and you wipe it off with the paper towel with the spray on it, still it just wet. still looks like it has sweat on it. It's yeah. not sweat. It's the, you know, spray from the thing. Mm-hmm. So if somebody sees you wipe, you know wipe it, they know you wiped it, but, you know... Anyway, I bought the wrong kind of toilet paper, and I didn't skimp. This is name-brand toilet paper that I bought. Uh-huh. And I bought a lot of it because I was like, you know, I'm sick of buying... I don't want to buy toilet paper for a, a, while, a while. Right. You can buy a bunch. Yeah, you know. Name-brand. It seems sound. Name brand. I was not skimping. Not I did skimping. not skimp on this. I was not cheap on this. This is the worst toilet paper I've ever seen in my life. You can see through it. It's ridiculous. I go back and buy a different toilet paper. So wait, now wait, wait, I've you got, retur- like... You
0: returned it? <laughs> No,
1: I opened already. Right. I should have. No, I had. I bought more toilet paper. But now I got eleven, you know, or, or seventeen, or something rolls of tissue paper, toilet paper. What are we could do with
0: it? Oh, that's easy um, because you have like three bathrooms: guest bathroom, first floor bathroom. They get the garbage stuff because you know you want to <laughs> be you want to be hospital hospitable. But on the other hand, too, you don't want them to stay there forever, right? Um, that's so. Yeah, I have then, people over, but the
1: second night they stay, I put in the that toilet paper. Yeah, the second get out of here.
0: Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that. What a coworker of mine once um, told me recently that if you want people to not ask you to do anything at, at work or just in life in general, do a bad job the first time. They're not going to well, ask is your coworker, you
1: again. No, is your coworker quoting the episode of Everybody Loves Raymond? Um, where have, Ray teaches his brother Robert that <laughs> lesson. <laughs> He says, if you want to do something wrong, you just do it or you, you want you don't want to do anything, do something wrong. And then it comes out that uh for Raymond's wedding, he was in charge of the music, and so he hired a one-man wedding pants. And then, of course, Deborah finds out that he messed up on purpose and he gets in big, big trouble. And Robert takes his cues from Raymond, and Robert's in charge of the wedding invites, and Amy, Robert's fiancé, doesn't double-check the wedding invites. She trusts him. And Amy's parents are named Hank and Pat. Uh-huh. So he gets the <laughs> wedding invite to say, Hank and Pat invite you. And it's like an <laughs> N with an apostrophe. Uh-huh. And she goes, mm, mm, Pat! <laughs> and then Deborah finds out, and she goes, Whoever the one one-man wedding... So, um, we didn't have any ideas for to start the episode.
0: <laughs> no, I mean i i mean the, the only thing is we previously talked about the rise of skywalker novel and turns yeah. out that doesn't come out for another uh two weeks uh right it comes some,
1: out i believe the same day as the art of book which i yeah. will be gobbling up yeah so some, at this point i suspect it'll be heavily edited and you know but whatever
0: yeah some dweebs just leaked it on the internet they got early access and they're like here's spoiler 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 so
1: yeah a whole bunch of revelations so, thanks, I mean, I don't,
0: thanks for that star wars fan community
1: yeah yeah there's some some interesting stuff has come out about that book but like it doesn't matter i don't know like this i i have to really give pablo hidalgo the author of the um ride scott Walker visual dictionary i haven't finished it yet I'm really trying to finish reading Stephen King's *The Stand*, which is 1,400 pages long, and my friend is reading it.
0: I can tell He's you very what close happens to in getting it.
1: Ahead of me, no, thank you.
0: I mean, I've, Are I watched. I going to say they stand up. No, I was um, going to say they stand because you know that's you know you fine. stand for fans, but anyway, right? Continue. Uh,
1: I forgot what I was saying. Now, oh right, I was reading that, and I, I'll say like. It's, it's similar to whatever revelations or sort of plot machinations are going to come out in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, the visual dictionary to me, I think Pablo Hidalgo did such a good job with that book. And through reading that book, I was able to contextualize the events portrayed in Rise of Skywalker with the Star Wars saga as a whole. Such that the nine episodes in perpetuity, like, or the, the, that whole arc... Intellectually and emotionally makes sense to me now. The movie, however, still does not. I mean, the movie mm-hmm. is the movie, and I can't. I'm not going to be watching the movie and visualizing little footnotes to stuff I read in the visual dictionary or stuff that comes out in the official novelization. It doesn't work that way, for me.
0: Oh, see, and um, it exactly works on that that way for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: Because it it really has set this weird way of looking at in my head where it now is starting to feel to me like rise of skywalker is like a historical is like a period piece or something it's like a Mm -hmm. it's like a histor, a piece of historical fiction of fictional history and so it's like Um. reading the visual dictionary i get an idea of what happened and then the movie is just like an adaptation of those Real life, no. fictional events. So you're not doing. And the adaptation lot. I find so wanting. Oh my gosh, Josh. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with Rise of Skywalker at the moment. Hmm. Um, everything that's come out about the novels made me roll my eyes. But which is not. I mean, that's not to say that it's bad or anything. It just you know, like I said, I it's it's too late for me like all this all this work that i feel like is probably going into plugging up holes in the movie via the book is just like it's, it's too late you know the water's out of the dam you know my, my floors are wet wet wipes keep it wet po boys 2020 for the fans um
0: has any of this so before we get into the episode has any of this um covid stuff affected you
1: no, I get a lot of emails about it, but no, it has not. How about you?
0: Um, well, you I
1: mean, you're, you work with a lot more people, I and mean, you're out of school. So. Yeah,
0: well, so I'm in a school, and they canceled every single city travel event.
1: Okay. So, yeah, like, all these yeah. kids
0: that are planning to go to these national tournaments are no longer going to be able to go now. Oh, but gosh. the thing I was thinking about in the Star Wars context is...
1: Star Celebration.
0: It, if Celebration were the same time, right? Like if it oh were, yeah, if it were April if again, if it were April, we probably they'd have canceled it. I think yeah, they would have canceled it because um, a friend of mine he works um, at South by Southwest and they just canceled that. Right? Yeah. And yep. Um, it's it was just very interesting. It's, it's 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 interesting to see what just moving it for different reasons. You know, I'm sure it was like a venue thing and a content-related decision for Celebration getting moved to Labor Day, but it really looks like they dodged a bullet because... Um, but will
1: they have dodged far enough, you know, because, I mean, August is its not that far away. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, one will hope that, you know, they'll, everything with this will get kind of contained and, and figured out and we'll be able to move forward without, you know, a lot more people getting sick, but, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Because it had occurred to me that, you know, because B and I have not got our plane tickets or our uh, lodging for that trip yet. But, um, yeah, it had occurred to me that there would definitely probably be some effect on that. Because, I mean, there's definitely, you know, people come from all around the world to go to that event, much like South by Southwest or, yeah. or something like that. Because I was thinking about
0: the people that are going to do that. And it makes me think of that story, I think, that you heard while you were line of those people that flew for one day for celebration in Chicago from like yeah friends and they're like what flight didn't got-
1: realize realized was a raffle for the panels
0: yeah they didn't realize it was a raffle and then they didn't get into the rebels one no
1: no i think it was yours the rise of skywalker one okay
0: um yeah, yeah they didn't realize that there was a raffle for it and they flew all the way for one day right so that just really sucks
1: yeah, I mean obviously very low on the list of bad things associated with, you know, this outbreak or whatever, but yeah, it had definitely occurred to me that, that there's potential for that to happen. my um my girlfriend is graduating from her medical residency and she's going to have almost 3 months off and I mean she has not had a decent amount of time off in 4 years. Mm-hmm. Um and she had she had high hopes of of traveling during that time, but now it is you know it's very, you know it's hard to make plans and to forecast that kind of stuff at this point because who knows where it'll all end up. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Bond got delayed, guys.
0: Yeah, I saw that SNL joke of instead of no oh, no time no time to die, they should just say they should rename it to time to die.
1: <laughs> Classic.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty good. So. Um, 19 minutes yeah
1: (laughs) 19 (laughs) minutes okay okay how much am i paying for disney plus again oh nothing for the first year okay fine 19 minutes all right all right okay this last episode this week this fourth episode this freaking arc better be half an hour or else
0: it's not gonna be Nineteen minutes it seems like they've Um, mapped out everything though or at least something... What I've seen on Twitter is there's... After this one, there's four episodes of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And then there's the four episode... Um, or five episode Mandalore arc. And then that's it.
1: Are you sure the four Ahsoka episodes aren't
0: the Mandalore arc? No, I'm pretty sure it's four separate... Man- well, that's just what one person on Twitter said. Okay. Because I...
1: Oh, quick correction. Last week, Pete, you brought something up about um, Rex making a comment as to the number 99 mm-hmm. because um, the Bad Batch is, is unit 99, something 99. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said Rex made a comment about it, and you were wondering what that related to. And I did not know. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Dave Filoni did an interview with Entertainment Weekly and pointed out that. Um, 99 was the number of the kind of older, um, similarly mutated, I guess, clone, I think they called him defective or something horrible like that, Mm -hmm. in season three. Um, So there is, there is a...
0: Yeah, where they had the Quasimodo drone, I mean, um, person. Yeah, I can always
1: count on you to be blunt about it. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, so... That came out in an interview he did with Entertainment Weekly. And, I mean, in college, one of the things I used to do is just have a Google alert for Dave Filoni and read any <laughs> amount of press he ever did because he was a freaking weirdo, like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in that interview, mm-hmm. I, had, I have previously expressed a, an idea that maybe we... I had been thinking... It was going to be Bad Batch, some sort of arc we don't know about, and then it would end on the Mandalorian arc, Mm -hmm. the Siege of Mandalore. But it had occurred to me that perhaps the Siege of Mandalore will be the very next arc we get, and then after that...
0: um, Oh, I don't don't think it's going to be that. No, 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 no.
1: Going into 3 or concurrent with 3. No, 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 no. Uh, Well, you never know, Punk. And then, so in this interview uh, with Entertainment Weekly, Filoni's talking about updating um bad batch which was already a story reel it was already all the recording and stuff was done and he said yes we improved the animation we improved the rendering but it's very much something that we had shot it's pretty authentic the middle arc is more of a halfway point where we tweaked it and we worked on the script quite a bit but it's still the relative idea of what we were going to be doing cinematically and then the end is really something we've never done before in clone wars because it's the end oh see i so i'm curious about that statement because the siege of mandalore arc has i mean it's we know it exists we've known about existence for some time they've talked about it in great detail divulging plot points and things about it in past star celebrations and in past panels okay. because it was you know they had recorded stuff for it and so when he says that the middle arc is something they've tweaked but this last arc is something that they've never done before albeit um, This is you know a lot about you know maybe he's just referring to the techniques or the animation behind it. I think it, it's the mocap. To me, I, can't I, th- help I think
0: it 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 it's wonder. the mocap.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I, they did mention that they got Ray Park to mocap. Yeah,
0: I think it, I think that statement's probably about the mocap because it they probably so I mean the the if but then if why wouldn't you
1: just say the mocap if because they've already talked about that
0: if it's four episodes of Ahsoka and then five episodes of Mandalore I'm I'm sure that, well it'll be four and four. Is it 12 or 13? Yeah, I believe it's 12. 12. Okay, 4 and 4. Knowing Dave, he probably has had Ahsoka's, like, what does she do immediately after leaving mapped out for a while. Yeah. So that's what what makes me think. And then they're trying all these new things for the Siege of Mandalore with, like, the mocap animation, which they haven't really done before. So that's, I mean it could
1: be it could yeah. be yeah i mean he's the, a
0: rascal though
1: he is he's truly a rascal he specifically the question to which um he had answered with this was about um plotting out a scene so i don't i mean it's in terms of plotting mm-hmm. and i guess in terms of you know how much did these episodes change since they were developed and written in some cases you know five or six years ago but and he talks earlier in his answer about shooting some new scenes and taking out different scenes mm-hmm. and technology they use i don't know um to me it, it made me think that there's potential that the next arc we'll get will be siege of mandalore could be could not be um i don't know i think it'd be cool if the siege of mandalore was next and then we got something that we we have no idea about um I mean, I'm gonna love it either way. But yeah, uh, that that is going to be a point of ongoing fascination with me as we get more information about um, this this last season.
0: So, um, um, 19 minutes. Well, you're more than that. So we're covering episode three, season seven of Clone Wars today. Wings of Cortisone. Um, on the wings of Kyrodex. Chupacabra and. The episode starts the wings with of Keith or Sutherland. Um, the moral survival is one step on the path to living, which is yeah, kind of dumb. the The first little moral for
1: the first episode for the Bad Batch episode, I thought was good and was a a nice message for the return of the show. I don't even remember last week's. This one was okay. There's some goofy ones. I mean, they had to come up with a lot of them. Yeah. I think there's a reason they didn't keep that around for for rebels and for resistance. We'll have to, at some point, we'll have to. We'll have to I'm sure there's a Wikipedia or something that has all that of aggra- them in a list. aggregates them all. Yeah, I want to. I want to pick some out. I want to pick some out. Um, yeah, the wings of Kira Dax which they do actually make sure to say one time because I rewatched it. And I was like, they even, even, they don't even say that word. You can't just name a thing and then not say it and then make it a title of the episode. They do say it one time.
0: So this episode is immediately after episode two. Um, they have echo and it's basically yeah,
1: still in the same room.
0: Yeah. It's basically them trying to escape from this base now, we find out that the base is, like, literally, it's like Bespin, um, and yeah. is just
1: yeah.
0: makes zero sense how they got there to begin with, but apparently they're leaving. Um, well, they took an elevator. No, oh, they took an elevator. Yeah, I remember. Kind of, like, vaguely, but then it... They take an okay, elevator. Okay, so they take a space elevator. And he's like, whoa, how high are we going? Whoa! Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. So they go and I mean it's just basically an escape episode and then like a classic Clone Wars villager battle episode.
1: Yeah, big battle though. Well, not necessarily big in terms of scale, but like a long battle. Like a good chunk of time, and it's it's not a plot heavy battle. Like there's not a lot of dialogue no, It's no, like no. a lot of action.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it does uh. show so, I mean, we we can divide up the episode in terms of the escape and the battle. I think those are the two kind yeah. of chunks that they're in.
1: Um, yes, nine and a half minutes each. Because 19 minutes.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, man, it's really... Was this a YouTube video? <laughs> oh, but um, before... Are you one of those people that is getting upset with the Star Wars show that it's not longer... Even though it's,
1: I haven't uh, watched it in some time. It's monthly now. Yeah, right? so is,
0: they yeah. they just do monthly ones now, and
1: is Andy still hosting? Andy
0: and Carboni are still hosting, and okay, they cool. had their one for this month, which mm-hmm. is about like High Republic and the Mandalorian toys right. came out. And if you look on the right. comments of the YouTube, they're like, "Bring back the Star Wars show." Why is this only nine minutes if it's a month long? And I'm like. Listen, they're cashing checks for working at Star Wars, so, like, they're clearly <laughs> ahead of you, and who cares? Like, just let them live their lives.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was no longer watching the Star Wars show each week to um, week. I did for a little bit, but... Uh when you have your own Star Wars show, you know.
0: <laughs> when you have a, when you have a competing media. <laughs> when you have your own
1: triple A Star Wars content. Um I will say, just to continue getting off on tangents.
0: Oh man, that's good.
1: Uh they have the Clone Wars download now. Yeah.com, yeah, yeah. which is their, their Clone Wars kind of related content. Um it's it's better than what we got for Resistance, which was pretty much just buckets list on the starwars.com website, which was like an article of fun facts. Well,
0: the woman, the um, woman that it, writes that has the star Wars this week in star Wars. Now she got upgraded.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Kristen I haven't watched that.
0: Baver, I think her name is.
1: Okay. That name sounds Yeah. Familiar. She was doing
0: the buckets list um, and now she took the part of the star Wars show that like I paid attention to, which was the news Mm-hmm. and now she gets to mm-hmm. do that for, you know, like, six minutes or seven minutes every week.
1: Okay, and that's that's about the length of this Clone Wars download, and it's... There's interviews, uh-huh. which is nice, but the host, you never actually see her as a sort of a voice. It sort of feels like a PowerPoint-ish type of thing. I mean, obviously not that lo-fi, uh-huh. uh, but it's very presentational. Um, it's nice to have... I, it, I got some very cool information out of mm-hmm. it, Um The second one for A Distant Echo has a fantastic question uh, that is answered by Joel Aaron, I think the lighting supervisor for Clone Wars. And when I used to watch the Clone Wars bonus features on the Blu-rays as they came out, my girlfriend and I would just sit and look at this guy Joel Aaron and laugh and fall in love with him because he is, um, it's clear that he is an expert in his fields and is just like at the absolute top of his game functioning like playing 4d 5d chess with his lighting like the detail he gets into talking about it there's there's one i I think on the season three blu-ray for that camino Mm -hmm. um pair of episodes he talks about the way like a glass shatters and how it cascades and how he lit it and stuff and it's just you see someone who's so good at what they do talk about it so eloquently, and it's, it's awe-inspiring. And for the that um, Distant Echo episode, they had somebody wrote in with a, with a question. <laughs> and they don't actually show him responding. I guess he wrote a response and the host mm-hmm. read it. But it's just, like, super detailed and fascinating. And that guy freaking rules. But it's not... Look, man. I just want Rebels Recon again. I freaking love that. Rebels Recon was so good, they got a little creative and goofy with it, they were bugging Pablo Hidalgo all the time, uh, you know, Andy, is a, Andy Gutierrez is a great host, she would sit down with Cass and crew, she would ask good questions, um, and they, yeah, I mean, I, I, just do that, just do that! They never did anything for Resistance, um, the cloners download is not bad, it's, it's got good information, but gosh, I miss Rebels Recon. You know? And they didn't do anything for the Mandalorian. I mean, I I really thought they would. I guess they just felt like they didn't need to. Like it's big enough that I don't know. Um so Wars Down is solid, but it I really miss Rebels Recon. It slapped.
0: So Going back to the episode. Yes. We have the escape. I don't really have much to talk about the escape. They named the droids. Now they're D wing air support droids. D Wing. Yeah. D D wing okay. air support droids, but the droids.
1: I'm glad you brought up the droids. We didn't really give them their due last week. Though last week. I don't think we got quite as good a look at them. As we oh yeah. Well, You've
0: right got uh, a, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's cool to think of it as, because this is the tail end. So it's cool to think of, of, the of the, yeah. So it's cool to think mm. of like the separatists had no intention of stopping, and that they had yeah. these changes that they were gonna do. So like I don't know if this is just a specific you know um, techno union droid or if it's like them making some modifications that then they were gonna roll out had the war continued. And right. had they not been betrayed right. by um, Palpatine?
1: Yeah, I don't know, but they've got they've got a very cool vibe to mm-hmm. them. They got kind of an oviraptor is a type of dinosaur. I don't know if you're familiar with oviraptor, but they look like oviraptor kind of thing, and they they still have the They're voice. menacing for sure. Um, exactly, and it it reminds me of when I was to date myself here nine I guess eight or nine when Phantom Menace came mm-hmm. out. Um, you know you obviously as a kid you know in pre-internet you're not as on top of trailers and all this ne- kind of stuff so I mean, my first in- <laughs> yeah my first interaction with a lot of those characters was seeing their action figures mm-hmm. and so i've you know was introduced to the battle droid through an action figure and just seeing how the battle droid looks it looks kind of creepy it slaps it looks a- it looks a little scary but it I mean in the show and in the movie it's you know immediately goofy uh which I guess is the power of you know post production or you know you can you can make something sort of creepy seem goofy and now I mean the battle droid will never be creepy to me again but seeing these new droids you know you don't have the context and they've got that weird jointed little strut and their creepy little spider arms mm-hmm. up top and it it really reminded me and of overwhelming the overwhelming force I mean, too. Like skeletons
0: Oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So there, yeah, and then, so I was already all in on those droids. They looked great. And then when they sprouted those wings, that was very cool. They were really well animated, and the wings felt, they didn't feel goofy. They didn't feel like, oh, okay, and they they can fly, you know. Yeah, and it felt felt like, oh, yeah, those have been there all along. Of course, this makes sense. Um, You know, I think sometimes let's just keep going on tangents here like there's a danger of having too many cool ideas about a thing Mm -hmm. and it becoming unrealistically interesting or so interesting that it is weirdly laughable Mm -hmm. to me the first season of true detective which i adore Mm -hmm. there is a moment in which on top of all of the interesting things that matthew mcconaughey uh is he is he also has synesthesia on top of everything, you find all this interesting stuff about him, and he's like, "Oh, also, I taste sound." Isn't that weird? You're like, okay, too many. You know, you're putting a hat on a hat now. Um, the wings on the droids, I feel like they they could have in in lesser hands, they could have felt like, oh, and they could fly, okay. But it it felt very organic. The design of them and the it just it all clicked, and they looked great, and I I believed that Bad Bash was in danger. Um... Yeah, quite a, quite a force and quite a design. I'm hoping that we, hopefully maybe this week on the Clone Wars Down, they'll, they'll talk a little bit about that, or we'll get some concept art or something like that. So. And then, of course, you have something like the Decimator, which is just a ball.
0: Oh, yeah, that, well, I'm curious.
1: I did like it, actually.
0: Yeah, but. that, so I'm just curious. That is functionally the same thing as, um what Sabine and Rebels had. Re- uh, or was uh, it... You're going to have to remind So, I mean, me in the Mandalore arc, she develops about. a weapon that can only affect... Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So it, had, it kind of had yeah, vibes like it, that. Yeah, it did remind yeah. me of that. Well, the yeah. other cool thing about that Decimator, is that what it's actually called, or you're just nick- giving it a nickname? No, it's, it's,
1: it's called the Decimator. Is,
0: it's cool to think that on both sides, so, you know, we see the... EMP grenades that they all have. Um, It's cool to think that on their side. I mean, this is the first time they've used it, but there's that equivalent of you know something that will kill or all organic life or at least incapacitate Mm -hmm. it. Well, incapacitate it because they still need they still need it. Yeah, there's an arc
1: in the first season. Oh, is there? Where they where they have a weapon like that? uh, Where George Takei voices a very fat Namoidian, and they have a tank and the Lemur people. Uh, and the weapon they're oh, trying out there is a, right, it's, right, right, it's, right. It specifically targets. Organics. Um, organic knife.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Um, yeah, so a lot of formidable enemies in this episode. A lot of
0: toys. Um,
1: Hunter. This, yes. Yes. Definitely occurred to me. Uh, Hunter. Main guy. Batbatch. Main guy. Snake Pliskin. Um, you got to cut it out with this knife, buddy. What are you doing? you've got a gun but here's who are, you, who are you trying to impress what are you what
0: the, doing
1: just here's what shoot this him.
0: Reminded me of their fighting is so when we were in college um we were i mean it was probably like what year three or four into the call of duty series so um a mutual friend of ours um he played call of duty all the time and our college internet wasn't that great So we would get into these games online of Call of Duty where the Wi-Fi we would host and then everybody else would slow down and then we would kill everybody (laughs) um, because our server was operating normally because it was on our Wi-Fi. But everybody else that came into that game would just be at a, a snail pace. And that's kind of the vibe I got from this is like the droids would like stop shooting the Bad Batch and then they would just like walk around and stab and stab and stab.
1: Right, when he's got he's got two knives and he's surrounded by three droids and
0: also none of them are shooting.
1: Also just the freaking knife, man. He uses it all the time. What is he what a goober! What are you doing? He's so cool. We get it, you wear a bandana. I guess it's because when he puts the helmet on, you can't tell that he has long hair and wears a bandana. So he has to fight robots with a knife, even though he is in possession of a gun. Um, to remind you, oh, and by the way, I am a gentleman with shoulder-length hair that does, in fact, wear a bandana. Um, I, in fact,
0: goofy. am a gentleman.
1: I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's goofy. I, I love it. But, like, he's taking out this knife, and I'm just like, buddy! Okay.
0: We get it. Give it a
1: rest. Yeah. Give it a re- Like, Why don't you get out of here And then you can show us a knife trick later You know Um Echo Bounced back Very quickly
0: Yeah he did
1: Once they unplugged him I thought I thought maybe they would I mean Last week The end of last week's episode And Echo's appearance in it Really shook me It was It was It was upsetting Um No And he still doesn't Look good but he was pretty quickly like, okay, I talk regular now. I'm running around and jumping and yada, yada, yada. I mean, you know, it's fine. But it it did feel it did feel jarring how quickly he seemed to be up and about. Well, I mean, you know, he's soldier. That's training. Yeah, he's got robot legs. Um, who knows? I liked, there's a small moment I enjoyed where they go back to the village, um, the, the native village there, and they're like, you guys got to go. You are messing up our whole deal here. You are peeing us out. And they're all, you know, it's Anakin, it's the Bad Batch, it's Echo. They've all been standing around having this conversation. They are all, no one is hiding. We're all hanging out. And then Rex is like, oh, yeah? Well, look what they did to this guy. And he points to Echo, who's been there the whole time. And at that point, everyone goes, oh, my God, there's a robot here. when did you show up when did this pale scrawny shirtless man with robot
0: legs appear before me come on pay attention man i actually i have a comment about that um at the very Mm -hmm. end of the episode when you know everything works out blah 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 and they're getting onto their ship Mm. rex makes this comment like good to have you back it'll be just like old times Right. And right. that's one of the most messed up things I've ever heard Rex say. Dude, that whole yeah, that ending it, was it, it the equivalent that I thought of when I was when he said that was like a kid in high school where they have like an injury so horrific that it's just a miracle they can walk again and then some being somebody being like can't wait to see you at practice and it's just like he doesn't <laughs> have an arm. Like, yeah. and you think that things are going to be back to normal like Rex you're a yeah, psychopath. and I you know
1: I, yeah, and I think you know that's Rex kind of wishful thinking, just I think feeling horrible about the fate of his friend and and hoping that things could just go back to the way they were instead of this you know this horrible experience echo has been through, but that ending so i I just mentioned that the ending to last week's episode was was very um distressing to me, and this one was as mm-hmm. well um equally distressing in a totally different way, but uh the way that beat is played and the way De Bradley baker um voices echo in that moment and the fact that that's where the episode ends i mean i genuinely i have no idea where this episode is or where this arc is going to end
0: right
1: um i'm very excited to find out but just yeah his reaction to that. i mean if you're echo what do you do you know in episodes like the deserter in season two we've already gotten precedent that you know it is there is not much of a life for clones outside of war you know, the New Republic is not setting up a GI bill for these guys. No.
0: And, I mean, we know what happens to them from Rebels. They're just discarded.
1: Yeah, I think I'm speaking of Rebels Recon, I think there's an episode of Rebels Recon where Pablo talked about in the in the writer's room or whatever, they had talked about the idea being like some of the clones were kept around to train stormtroopers and stuff like that, but, you know, they rapid age and they just kind of you know age into obscurity. Um, I'm I'm very interested and very afraid to find out what Echo's fate will be. And that was that was a hard scene to watch. That ending. I mean, it was yeah, very well done. Very. And again, I, it just goes back to again the the stark kind of contrast with how war is and was and always has been handled in Clone Wars um, versus how war and conflict were were handled in Resistance. I mean, it's this is something with consequence. You know, conflict and war have consequence, um, unintended consequence, and, and very negative consequence. And yeah, what a what a haunting ending for a TV fourteen, I believe, television show. Um, but they could leave though; they had the ship, and it wasn't no, broken. No, no, it wasn't broken. Like they could, they could have left. I mean, I guess it was sort of a quick turnaround. Like they showed up pretty quick but like you know they could have left There should have i think perfect world you know line of dialogue in there about like oh we can't leave or they're going to seek retribution against you know the villagers or we can't leave or they'll shoot us out of the sky blah, blah, Blah yeah i mean yeah they could have left the ship was there they could have just gone just fine no big deal they could have left i mean i'm glad they didn't the fight was cool but they could have left Agreed. um yeah boy i have all i have all kinds of arcs here or all kinds of notes here um I am, I am very much hoping that some uh, passionate and talented fans out there might do some Bad Batch cosplay for um, Celebration. It would be really cool to see those characters show up in the 501st Legion and stuff. They, they've got as goofy-looking as they are without helmets. Specifically, talking about you, Tech, and you, Psycho. Ugh. Um, those helmets are great. They, they, they are very cool-looking dudes. Agreed. Uh, and I think they they sort of scratch an itch that was never fully scratched with Clone Commandos. Clone Commandos are like a Clone Spec Ops type of thing, they did a video game about them, and they show up in the opening moments of an episode of Clone Wars. I think back in Season 3 they show up on Kamino, they literally just, they're silhouetted in a ship, they walk off a ship, they walk away, you just see them. Uh, and then Gregor is a Clone Commando, so we get a little bit of action with him. In the commando gear, but we never really got to see the clone commandos. I think this sort of scratches that itch for a sort of, you know, a, a spec ops leg of the clone army, um, which is which is cool. I mean, these fights are really great. The action's really great here. Uh, still got these fades in the mm-hmm. intro. They're really overdoing it. It's, like, aggressive. It's like they heard me talk about it last week, and they're like, you think that was fades? <laughs> Look at these fades. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. Pete, do you have anything else, or am I just going down the list here?
0: I mean, the only comments that I had were the one about um, how messed up that last little scene was, and then the battle itself, um, the droid equivalent of a, a walker, which was, was is pretty cool. Um yeah. We, yeah, their whole vibe, that whole aesthetic, and their city, and
1: their droids, and their tanks or whatever, very cool. Yeah,
0: um, but other than that, I don't. Real, I, I have nothing else.
1: Okay, I just real quick going through here. Um, tech has recorded the sounds of the Kierkegaards, or whatever they're called, and uh, Hunter has a throwaway line there. Where he's like, oh, he records everything. It's his hobby, which of course leads me to believe, like, oh, okay, so he's a podcaster. <laughs> which is cool. Well, it's cool I, to, I, I get know, the opinion see, he's just a creeper.
0: Know.
1: Oh, you can be both.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs>
1: um. I don't know. There's a, That's a discussion for another day. And I guess the last thing I'll talk about is not the creeper thing, one of my notes. Uh. The, the way the villagers kind of flock to Anakin after all is said and done, and the forces have been turned back, and Hunter's like, oh, you can't compete with a Jedi mm-hmm. or whatever. It it reminded me, there's a, um, a short little bit of story in Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader comic books, 25 issues, um, and the last issue sort of has a bit uh, that, that echoes. The vibe I got from their sort of exalting Anakin at the end of this battle, where it's like, you've got to kind of figure... For the people in that village that's probably the first time they've ever seen a jedi that's probably the only time anyone they ever know will see a jedi their grandkids are probably going to hear about that rather than ever see a jedi um, and i think it gives sort of a an interesting vibe to the mythology of the jedi within the galaxy and how um, and great that's not in the text that's just my the vibe i'm getting from it but you know how, how something seemingly as huge as the jedi order can so quickly seem like, oh, an ancient religion, mm-hmm. it's all dead. But, you know, you have people on these out, outskirt worlds and, you know, maybe they hear about the Jedi. Maybe their great-great-grandfather saw a Jedi and told some crazy story that makes no sense or seems, um, you know, out of this world. But, you know, it was, it was interesting. They definitely were uh, very into Anakin. And who can blame them? That beautiful long <laughs> hair.
0: Um, there's, this is, there's one episode left in the, in this arc, it's called Unfinished Business, and we won't, um, get into the specifics of this, um, because it spoils a little bit of the stuff that Josh was speculating on, so I don't want to, I don't want to do that to you, but, um, this is the last one, and then we get into the next arc, so...
1: Nice. Um, it's Pete, I, I apologize if this is uh, besmirching the sanctity of our podcast. I did real quick want to say that I got a I got a short story published, and it's in a magazine that you can check out. It's on Amazon and stuff. It's a magazine called The Society of Misfit cool. Stories. Um, I'm in the most recent issue of that. I don't know. If you're a voracious reader, maybe check it out. Description
0: on our yeah. feed,
1: yes. Well, while hiking with her mother, a young girl develops an unhealthy fascination with the carcass of a dead deer. In the other view,
0: cool, 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 cool. Um,
1: so it's not about Star Wars, but you know, if one of our twelve listeners is 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 a reader and seems interested in that kind of thing, you know,
0: yeah, Poe Nation, check, check it out. out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I apologize for Oh, plugging. no, we're all, we're all you know, about we didn't plugging. Talk about that beforehand.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're oh, I'm on I don't know good. good. I, I don't know about you, beforehand. but I'm on the last like 30 of the PoBoy stickers. So I have to be I have to be very oh, man. Um, um, economical with how I put them out. So like I'm going to put them in this coffee yeah. shop board. I don't know how many I have left. And oh, nice. um <laughs> then I have only have 29 left. Um, so Oh, so, God,
1: I, I have probably one million Poe Boys business cards left. So. The, um,
0: a friend of mine who has a podcast gave me his business card, and he's like, "Oh, you should have, you should be more professional. You should have a card." And I'm like, "I don't want to ruin your day, but um. <laughs> look, idiot! I had a card when your podcast was
1: a twinkle was in like, your microphone's eye. Oh, That's pretty
0: cool. What <laughs> one, one of our <laughs> seven thousand that we have?
1: <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Spoiler alert! It didn't help. <laughs>
0: Do you remember when I kept trying to put it in that um that person's uh, Jedi hope, hood? Jedi hood. <laughs>
1: you, you know, I think this year when we go to celebration, our whole mission statement: a publish 2020 for the fans. But our whole, you know, our spirit animal needs to be: we need to be the guys who are going to put the business card in the Jedi's hood. You know, we need to that vigor and. Um, lack of respect for those around us is really the attitude I think we need to bring to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2020.
0: Agreed. So, um, that's all I have, Josh. Do you have anything else?
1: No. No, I do not. What did you say, The Unfinished mm-hmm. Business? Unfinished Business. Okay. Hopefully those will finally see freaking Spider-Man Admiral Trent, be murdered. I hate that uh,
0: Again, not spoiling anything. Um... <laughs> but uh if you like that um uh, s- tune in
1: yeah, yeah. In. post podcast at gmail.com at boy pose podcast wherever